Welcome to Awesome Season 3, the podcast where we tell you whether a movie is awesome, so-so, or meh. I'm Matt. No, I'm Matt. I'm Dave. I'm LJ. This season, we're screwing with the space-time continuum, so you don't have to. Mm. Boom! That was a really boom. I want to say congratulations to the Rams. It was a great Super Bowl win. Yeah. My wife got her, very proud of her, got her nails painted, Rams colors, before the Super Bowl, and she's been leaving painted now. I didn't see the game. What was the final score? I don't want to know. It just ended, so some, some of our some of our listeners, though, have it recorded, so I don't want to... But this is really going to drop on like a Friday or Saturday. It's like a week after the game. So it's, it, no, 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 we don't want to spoil it for people who... Some people record games and watch it a month later. Oh, well, it. Yeah. I, yeah, that is true about those uh, Super Bowl games. Congratulations. Anyways, congratulations, Rams. We're super okay. excited. Yeah. The girl, but wait that, a second. That girl... I'll tell you one thing. That girly touchdown... Wait, so you're willing, you're willing to spoil... Who won the game? Everybody spoiled the score. Everybody knows who won. I mean, that's all over yeah, the news. The, the, all people care about is the scores. Um, if how much Maroon Five got booed and yep. how good the commercials are. That's all. People and care some about. people might be waiting to look at the score to see if they won their Super Bowl pool. Well, so I I did, I Maroon Five that. got bored, uh, booed badly. Well, yeah. they did yeah. until they all knelt while playing the national yes. anthem. And that then, was a little crazy. Yeah, and then they got a standing O. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool. By Oprah. Yeah. It was awesome that the power didn't go out. <laughs> I said he, oh, Oprah. <laughs> yeah. No power outages. Girly touchdown was great. I really yeah. did like how Adam Levine started his set in a chair that was backwards to the audience, and then he swiveled around. Yep. Yeah. Brady hasn't announced his retirement yet, but we're all still thinking he will. Yeah. Everybody well, I mean, thinks spent, he will after every season. Well, especially after he broke both his knees. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> when he ran into Edelman, which was insane. Yeah. Um, but it was a good game. And then when Sue just stepped on his neck. So hopefully, hopefully after Looper, they don't go back and end up changing the scores yeah. of the game. Otherwise, we're going to look like fools. Yeah. Oh. Well, they don't have to change the scores because we didn't say what the score was. That's true. the outcome. If they, as, long as, as long as the Loopers don't change the outcome, we'll be good. So yeah. let's talk about Looper. All right. Okay. So Looper is a time travel mafia movie? It, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> time travel mafia. <laughs> no. It's not exactly mafia. They just needed to kill people, and in the future, you can't kill them and not be tracked. It has elements of the butterfly effect and frequency. Yeah, uh, in it. And as I watched it, because this is the second time I've seen it now. I saw it when it was in the theaters, and I watched it this time. Yes, yeah, and it really reminded me. It was almost like an inverse Terminator, Good where way. the Terminator is a robot sent back to to kill the person who's going to save humanity. Looper is a guy who goes back to kill the man who's going to, or the child who's going to ruin at least his life and the life of people like him. Can we first all can we talk about um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and how he looks in this movie? <sighs> it's really, really, it's really weird. It's and like, he even he even gets down Bruce Willis's like mannerisms and he did, he, he, did, he did all the efforts so Bruce Willis didn't have to do anything. That's what it felt like. He's the one who sat there and got all the makeup done. The, mo- the most Bruce Willis has to do is at one point when they show him in the transition from from being 30 to 60 or whatever. The, it's loose his hair in a really weird way. Yes. He has his, he has his <laughs> extremely long, stringy hair for like two seconds. Yeah. And other than that, he gets go straight to being Bruce Willis again. Yeah. Why? Although this is one of the better Bruce Willis performances we've had in Which a long time. Which I was going to just ask. I wrote down... Um, is Bruce Willis a good actor? Can we? What do people think about? Is he a good actor? I think people think he's a good actor who doesn't care anymore. Because I've seen movies where he's horrible in, but I've also seen bad movies where I'm like, well, I mean, he's, I mean, like, okay, not bad, but I mean, you see movies like this. He seems fine in this. Yeah, he seems fine in uh, what is it like Armageddon? Mm-hmm. He seems. I like him in uh, what's that movie with Chris Tucker? Um, fifth element. Oh, okay. He's he's good in Twelve Monkeys. Right. And you see him in Oh a time travel movie. Huh. Yeah. No. Okay. I don't think so. Um but he's which is why I wonder if it's really if it's a action esky, but not 
overaction, which is, I think, why he doesn't seem that good in the new Die Hard movies, yeah. which is more of a normal action movie. He also must have a thing for sci-fi, because any of the sci-fi movies he tends to be in, he tends to do a little better, better in. Yeah. One thing that really threw me off on this movie was the mob boss. Jeff Daniels? Joey, uh, no. Who, who was, uh, Dave Collier? No, that was Jeff Daniels. That wasn't James. Oh. That wasn't Dave Coulier. That was Jeff Daniels. Yeah, yeah. In the <laughs> Uncle Joey. I'm Are super sure confused. That was Jeff Daniels. Did you watch? He looks just like Uncle Joey. Dave Coulier. <laughs> he thinks Jeff Daniels in this movie is, is Dave Coulier from Full House. Uncle Joey. No. I mean, he lo- he does look like him a little bit. I guess. Bit. Oh, I could have sworn it was... No. <laughs> the, the first thing I saw him that looked exactly like him. He did, because he's all unshaven and... He's... He was, Slaz was waiting, uh, all movie for, like, John Stamos to make a cameo. There's no way Dave, uh, I'm gonna throw some shade at Coulier. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no way that Coulier was gonna get cast in a big budget movie like this. That's no. what I, cut yeah. it out. <laughs> but that's why I was so shocked, but you know, you're right, yeah. He looked, uh, it looked so similar. I never so, noticed that. Before we get, we'll set up the premise of this movie is, in the future, in the movie, the movie is set in, like, 19, or 2044 or something, yeah, something like that. Like that. And but in thirty years in the future, kill time travel has been invented, but killing but it's only used on the black market type of idea. They said it was, that, he said it was immediately outlawed, right? And then that um, and that they it's but it's impossible to kill people in the future. So mo- yeah. mafias or mob groups, in a sense, use time travel to send people back in time. It's possible to kill them, but you get caught because everybody's trapped. Yeah, right. it's, it's easy to identify and track it. Right, so they sent him back in time so they could get killed before they even were alive sometimes. Like, you kill them before... You, also, now they, there's a missing person, but and they might find a dead body, but now it's been... The body's already 30 years old. Right. So these loopers have a spot that they stand, and they know and, exactly what time... The and it's moms. different spots, too, because the one guy was waiting for his... The first guy who doesn't close the loop is waiting for his mark at a completed place, then... JGL. Well, I think they all have their own spots. Yeah, I think they all have their own their own spot, their own time, their own because they work. They, they get like a note that tells them, oh, you know, yeah. be at like, this location. Be at this location at eleven thirty, or like be at your spot eleven thirty on Thursday, and yeah. they go there, and pretty much a, a a guy with will disappear with his hands handcuffed on his back and yes. put a, a mask on, and they just. Blast him immediately. Yeah. Immediately, he and then burn him. Pull the trigger, yeah. and then burn him in the fur in the furnace. And because money and currency has evidently changed over time, they send gold or silver bars back with them, and that's yeah. your payment. Yep. But then, what ends up happening to? They're called loopers. Which okay, can we add? Why are they called loopers? I'm not really sure because because it sounds cool. Well, because they have to close their loop. I think that the name probably came after they finished the movie. And when they came up with the idea that you have to close your loop eventually, yeah. then, oh, let's call them. So that's what happened. If a looper lives long enough, the looper gets sent back in time and murdered by their younger self. They don't know they're killing themselves. Until they get the gold payday. Yeah, and because normally they get silver, but when they kill themselves, they get gold. And that means they're they're done. They are... The contract's done. They're free to go party. And, and for some then, reason, they, but, 30 years. But... Yeah, for some reason, it's I don't know years. why thirty years. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that. I think. Well, one of the reasons I think thirty years is because that's when time travel is invented. Is thirty years later? So that's probably one of the reasons why thirty years. Or, or I mean, because they don't explain. Like, is it that they can only send things back exactly thirty years? Oh, send it back thirty years. Yeah, they're probably going back. But so the yeah. problem is, if you're a looper and you get your payday, it's great. But then at the same time, you know that you have thirty years left before your life. Ends. Yeah. Which, I mean, at the same time... Unless you're going to die before that. Which then you wouldn't kill yourself. Yeah. Unless, yeah. Um, I was going to say, I don't understand what makes loopers so cool. To me, their job seems extremely easy. You stand somewhere, you shoot a, a body as soon as it appears in front of you, and that you can't, that can't And then move. you do drugs. And then you do drugs and party hard. Yeah. With Paul Dano. <laughs> what I also don't understand is why they couldn't have just somehow made it automatic and gotten the loopers out of it. Like, strapped a small bomb to them or something, sent them back in time, and then they blow up back in time and they're dead. Like, why do you, oh, yeah. need, why do you even need the looper? I don't understand why you really need the person. It seems like it's just clogging things up. It just allows the person to finally get out of their contract. S- send them 
No, but you don't. No, you don't need the person doing the killing. Is what I'm saying. Oh, right. You could send them. You could have their. They must have control about where they. Oh, send you know them what I bet? Send them back to the ocean so they drowned. I bet. Yeah, I bet part of it is to make sure that the job is done. If because what if they? Well, one perhaps like because as we well learn. I will say this in Terminator, um, you can't send metal through uh, the time. Right? It's only like. Well, this isn't, that's not true here. No, what I'm saying is maybe they can't send, uh, oh, well, maybe they can't send, like, a bomb with working parts and stuff back well, in time. Well, I think here, my guess is we'll, we'll get to reason why as this plot unfolds. Yeah. So, because the other thing they could do real quick is kill a person, throw them in the time machine, and send them back. Yeah. I think the real reason is it would not make for a very cool movie. Well, I was... Yeah, because yeah. that would make more sense. Killing someone and then sending them through time. Put them in saying, the time machine, shoot them in the head when they're in the time machine, close the door and send them back. Yeah. I was going to say, the, the reason is, as we see... So, they call... They explain this whole thing about, you know, if you don't kill your 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 30-year-old... Your, you know, future self, you know, it's calling letting your loop run, all these great loop puns they have. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's best friend, or, I don't know, I don't know he, I guess probably is his best friend, which is that, because he's a pathetic person, but yeah. Paul Dano's character lets his guy run, and 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 they all end up dying. I mean, they end up dying. But, but it's really cool. It is really cool. That's really cool. Yes. And it does give you some, but, as we see, we see, so then eventually Joseph Gordon-Levitt's turn, he, Bruce Willis appears in front of him, which is his future self, he doesn't shoot him. And things start going off track. He, no, he does he shoot him. He does shoot him. Right. But, but his future self knows what to do, so he spins around so that when he shoots, it hits the gold, and then he grabs a piece of gold, throws it, hits his younger self, and escapes. Right. Because his future self actually sent... His future self was going to be sent back by the mob in the future, but he gets the upper hand... And he goes in back. himself and sends himself back. So we start seeing two different timelines appear at the same time. Right. And so... Then which is like butterfly effect-ish. Right. Because we have... Because we see then... We see what would have happened normally if Joseph Merlevitt killed Bruce Willis. Boom, right on the spot. Bruce Willis is dead. And everything goes on. Because then that's how we get to the current Bruce Willis' right. story arc. Mm-hmm. Eventually that turns into Bruce Willis who marries his Asian wife and then she's killed and that's why he wants to seek revenge on everything. Right. Um, but I wonder if the reason why they send him back is because of that. Because all of a sudden, in this, we start seeing alternate time, mm-hmm. like, switching oh, of timelines. Yeah. If they need to make sure the job is actually done. Yeah. Because if not, if someone if they just send someone back and they somehow survive, could they start adjusting things in time? Now, you bring up one of my questions about this. Real quick, though. Like that right. says, you could kill them and send them back. And True. then you know they're dead. Right. But I, maybe if they died in the future... I don't know how to send a yeah. dead body. Maybe, back. I, yeah, I don't, and I don't know um, then what the dead. tracking is like too. If you kill somebody and instantly, the police are alerted. Yeah, yeah. But um, can you kill someone in the future and and have them be dead in the past? Yeah, maybe they wouldn't be sent back. Okay. So here was one of the big questions I had, and I remember having it the first time we watched when I saw this movie. Okay, so Jeff Daniels or Dave Coulier is the mob <laughs> boss, and he was sent from Uncle the Uncle Abe Joey. Uncle Ed Joey was sent from the future to the past in order to run the loopers. Here's my question. How does Jeff Coulier know if someone hasn't closed their loop? How does... He must get a message that's happened, that's coming. So you think the future is communicating with him via some kind of If message. he's running, I guarantee... Well... Uh, or I mean, is there could, some kind of tracker? It could, there could be something, or know. it could just be something where somehow they figure stuff out. Like yeah. they're supposed to check in at a certain point because he maybe he maybe doesn't know if they're supposed to close their loop, but they're supposed to do something right. like, they know to, to prove that they did something. Yeah, and obviously they're, they're tracking everything because they knew everything about Joseph love keeping half his stash and right. in the floor and all this stuff because. I would still go back to the question if he doesn't do something, if, say, Paul Dano doesn't do something he's supposed to, how did Jeff Daniel? how would Jeff Daniels have even known that uh, Paul Dano's future self was even sent back? Like, how does Jeff Daniels even know when they sent someone back? Regardless of whether he knows they closed the loop, 
How does he know when they send the old self back to the past? Maybe they have control of the time machine. They so they know whenever something goes through it, everybody has a yeah. sensor in them because yeah. it's the future, and so they know. Oh, the time machine got used. This person went back, and thirty minutes later, that person's still not dead. Sure. The loop must not be closed. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it could be something uh, like that, or it could just be he's given a list at the beginning, a week type of thing. Right. Like, oh, you know, Paul Dano's character is supposed to. They might not even say who, but right. like three people, and there's you know they might have done a good job of showing where like they're supposed to bring something back yeah. or turn something in, showing that they did their marks. Because we know that they we know that they um, bring their their silver bars, and then of course gold. But they bring their silver bars in and deposit it at some mob run bank. Um, but that would still require Jeff Daniels to know that a future self was sent back. Well, so whether that's Bruce Willis or Paul Dano's guy. Well, and for the future, the, the, the closing of the loop thing, the one thing they do to make it seem is that closing the loop wasn't a normal thing until this new future mob boss, the Rainmaker, came, where he started getting rid of all the loopers. Yeah. Because it made it seem like, oh, sometimes that happens, but then all of a sudden it shows like a montage of right. a few of the characters you've seen yeah. closing their loops and celebrating that, showing that like, and that's why they call him the Rainmaker, because right. he starts bringing it down a ton yeah. on his own. So it could be something that they're not even fully adjusted to yet right. either, where it's like, they're just closing all my loopers down. By the way, if the mo- and the Rainmaker is so powerful, who cares if they can track that he's murdering all these people? What are the cops going to do to him? Nothing. He's just yeah. going to like... Levitate him. Levitate and explode them. Well, that, that might be why he's just trying to close out all the loopers, so that way yeah. he could just get all the... He could have all the power. He could have all the power and just get rid of... Right. Everything else. Right. What I don't understand is they can track people evidently so accurately, yet when they need to hunt them down, they were stuck with looking at surveillance footage. And I don't understand if they're if they're so able to easily track people, it seems like at any point they can just follow them on a map. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking at surveillance footage trying to figure out where he's at. Oh, he was spotted here. Yeah. It seemed odd. So we get to our and we have Emily Blunt in this movie also, uh, as my wife pointed out in our second time travel movie. She was in uh, Live, Die, Repeat. Yes. So she was very she's very popular in time travel, apparently. In, in sci-fi time travel. Um, she. So we get to the second part of this, is which is Bruce Willis's... Because realistically, yes, they are the same person, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis play different versions of the same character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One is young and partying it up and... Has more of a moral compass. The other one is trying to seek revenge because he sort of got himself right after partying it yeah. up due to this wife he meets. This wife he eventually gets in Shanghai, and then she is murdered when he is taken to get sent back in time to get closed. Yeah, and so he's mad and just trying to. He's trying to save the. He's trying to save the woman who saved him. Right, and so by killing children. By, by killing. The Rainmaker, who is the one who's causing... He is blaming for all of this. And this is one of the first parts that I think is, like, Terminator-esque, because he's got to, like, track down these... He, he narrows it down to three kids, mm-hmm. who all could be because they were born on the same day at the same hospital, mm-hmm. and he has to, like, kill them all. Right. Um, so, what I thought was at first interesting is I do like the fact that Bruce Willis saves himself in Joseph Gordon-Lovett's timeline, because he knew... When he was 30 years younger, what he did right. in this situation. So he remembers that, so he knows how to get out of it because he already killed himself right. once. Yeah. Which is sort of a weird time travel-esque idea, but in a sense, he knows how to escape it because he did it once. He killed himself once, so now he knows what to do to save himself. Yeah. But, um... So anyways... Um, Pretty much, despite the fact they're the same person, they do not like working together at all. And they, other than the one coffee scene where they try to, where they talk about how they're not going to explain time travel. Um, Well, that's because Joseph Gordon-Levitt knows that Bruce Willis being around is going to uh, result in his death. Because Abe, uh, Jeff Coulier is trying to kill him because he didn't close his loop. And... um, (laughs) And so he knows that by letting Bruce Willis live, he's a dead man walking. Right. He also has an interesting perspective, which is he's like, whatever you're saying, however you feel, whatever, that's not my life. I haven't experienced that. Those are your experiences. Which I thought is very interesting. Right. I want to live my life. You had your life. 
I'm living my right, life. Right, because Bruce Willis wants to pretty much Joseph younger Joe, old Joe and young Joe. So old Joe wants young Joe to change his OJ. Old, yeah, OJ and YJ. So OJ wants YJ to change his whole life. OJ is quite the murderer. No one's going to understand who we're talking about <laughs> at all. OJ is a killer. Everybody yeah. knows OJ is a killer. OJ right. is the killer. Sent by Uncle Joey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. This is this is 90s to the core. Nobody has <laughs> any idea what's going on. No, it's not 90s anymore because we got Fuller House. Oh, that's Fuller true. House. Um, and while we got all those cool OJ documentaries and things that, uh, what, two years ago when, or last year? By the way, I, I was listening to a, a podcast last night called Reasonable Doubt, and it's Mark Ergus, who's like a celebrity attorney, and Adam Carolla. And Mark Ergus was like, would you have thought that 10 years ago, um, OJ would be out of jail and Bill Cosby would be in jail? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I just think it's interesting. Yeah, because I like that point, though, where he makes it like, hey, I'm 30-whatever. I haven't lived this life yet. Like, why am I going to change everything because you're mad because you're... Future wife, my future wife dies when I'm like, I haven't even experienced that yet. Yeah, you want me to change everything. Right. Which at the same time, I am slightly, and I don't think Bruce Willis thought all of this through, obviously, because they show that he's really doing everything more off emotion yeah. than anything else. Because, obviously, if they change certain things, certain things would never happen. Like, right. Joseph Gordon Lovett might never meet. Well, so your wife, if certain things happen, right? I, I am going to say since we're talking about that, there, there's like this movie is, I think, a crazy paradox. So Sid is the the child who will grow up to become the rainmaker. Who, okay, Sid is Emily Blunt's son, son and our character uh, YJ Young Joe is at their farm mm-hmm. because he got a list of locations mm-hmm. and babies that. Old Joe is looking for. Well, and, and thankfully, he, he has the only. He's got the like. Uh, he rips off a piece of paper, so uh, Bruce Willis doesn't know. Uh, uh, OJ doesn't know the last house necessarily he's supposed to go to. That's uh, uh, Young Joe has that. Info. So the thirty-three, you know, the thirty-three percent chance that uh, YJ ends up at the one house he needs to be yeah. compared to the other two is great. Yeah. That's good job. Good. You know, good odds there, I the, guess. The thing that would have made this even more Terminator-esque is if the movie ended with Emily Blunt pregnant, like Sarah Connor. But, um, so, so Sid is the child who will grow up to be the Rainmaker, and he's got crazy telekinesis. Right, okay. and at this point, the movie also says that the telekinesis, most people, all they could do is, like, make something... A coin. A coin, a coin float. float in, the, like, a few inches above their hand. Like, I, I did, like... E- e- even Emily Blunt's character shows off, and all she's able to do is make, like, a metal light, a metal lighter like four inches above her hands and I, that's like, like that's, that's impressive powerful, yeah. I did like that she was like yeah these these other TKs that's their term for telekinetics uh, they would try to impress me by making a um, coin uh, float but they didn't know I was a TK so like this one guy tried to do it and I forced the coin down and he like popped a blood vessel in his eye but okay yeah. so here's where we get into craziness Sid kills Loopers because they killed his mother. But um, OJ only kills mother because Sid kills the Loopers. And JGL, or sorry, YJ, sees the outcome. <laughs> so he kills himself so his self won't, so he won't go back in time. But... So the cause and effect is weird. Because... Um, Sid shouldn't kill the Loopers because nobody went back and killed his mother. But because he kills the Loopers, somebody goes back and kills his mother. But they, they, YJ saw Sid get killed and saw that that's actually why Sid wanted to start killing the Loopers because his mother had to get killed. Whereas if OJ would not have killed Sid, he could have very well grown up to just have these powers but not be a killer. Right. But, but Sid should not have killed any of the, the loopers in the first place because nobody had gone back and killed his mom and in front of him. And then also with the future that uh, Joseph Gor- that YJ sees is Sid on the uh, on the train like holding a thing and angry and that's what YJ 
said to Joe, uh, said to Sid about like when his mom got killed or whatever. He's like, yeah, I wanted to. I I was gonna I was gonna be on a train. I'd like run to a train. I was just gonna imagine like killing all these people. But then basically, um, uh, 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 um, Uncle Joey uh, saved me. Right, because what we don't understand is in the timeline that we see where Joseph Warlove actually kills Bruce Willis and then we see him grow old into Bruce Willis, yeah. marry his Shanghai wife, and then the Rainmaker starts killing people. We have no idea that in that story arc why the Rainmaker kills people. Right. We are meant to believe in this time that it's because of Bruce Willis's actions, but that can't be the case yeah. in the original timeline. Maybe Sid is actually the young, young version of them. <laughs> maybe Sid is the, and maybe that's so that's what causes because they had a triple loop going. Wait, are you telling me then that YJ has sex with his own mother? Could be okay, but we don't know for sure that that was actually Sid's mother. She explains how it was, but Sid insists that's not my mom. But. He never backed down from that. No, he does. He calls her mom at the end. He calls her that, yeah. but I don't think he ever admitted. He calls her mom like maybe I'm adopted, right? Well, that's but, because he's like five, and she was he was like two and a half when she came back into. But his there life. is, I guess, what I'm saying is there is a chance that she was lying because he insists she's Except, not my mom. She gives a very plausible explanation as to why she is. But it very well could be she's not actually his mom. But OJ and YJ would both be able to recognize their own mother. So Emily Emily Blunt couldn't be there because they would know about the farmhouse and and they would recognize their own. They'd mother. recognize their own mother. But what if that wasn't their mom? But they would also recognize their aunt. What if it wasn't either of them? What if she was just a lady? But didn't you say that maybe she was uh, maybe Sid was them as a baby? Yeah, Sid was the Sid was uh, right. Yeah, no, that's but, the, the parent. The but paradox. Emily Blunt wasn't anything to Sid. And Sid's and, mom got killed, and Emily Blunt took him on. Oh, and so maybe there are Sid's. Uh, Emily Blunt is their aunt. Is aunt or relative or good friend or something? Maybe not related. That was in a relationship. They would still know their own mother. But the mother wasn't there. No, no. But uh, YJ clearly remembers his mother. He was—he was like ten when she died, or whatever it was. He was young, but he wasn't like a baby when his mother got hooked up. In his timeline. Well, his mother has to be the same in all timelines. Yeah, because we only see how old. See how old was Sid when we saw him? Six. Yeah, he's seven, like five or six. Okay. So even if even if Emily Blunt weren't Sid's mother, even assuming that that's true, that she's not his mom at all. Right. Um, YJ certainly would no, have known the, who his mother The problem is. is, okay, we see how things could have got fixed at one point to change certain things. In this new story arc, you see how he's trying to protect Sid from bad things. Now, I'm wondering if the one thing they're not playing up, now this still wouldn't make sense, is not only is he trying to prevent Sid from just becoming evil by stopping all those horrible things to happen to him, but maybe they, you know, obviously it's still paradoxes. We still don't know why in the original timeline yeah. no one messed with Sid and Sarah right. on the farm, why he still became evil, unless the one thing that actually helps Sid that we don't know, well, we technically don't know Sid. Her name is Sarah? I didn't realize that. So again, term. Oh yeah. So here's why. No, here's why I wrote. I'm pretty sure her name is Sarah because I think the only, I think I wrote really short names: Joe, Seth, Abe, Sarah, Sid. We got another. We got another. Sarah Connor, mother of. So I'm wondering if it's uh, if at the same time, if young Joe's presence on the farm actually changes Sarah's parenting style somewhat. Yeah. And care for Sid in a different way, and maybe even Joe's sacrifice, in a sense, is what really does it. Not so much. Not. I wonder. I mean, I wonder if the idea isn't. I mean, obviously, you're playing a lot into this because the movie doesn't explain this right. well. So, um, I wonder yeah. if Bruce Willis. Yes, he was going to cause horrible things to happen to make me yeah. make Sid a horrible person, but Sid already became a horrible person. Right. So maybe what it is is actually young Joe's friendship and relationship in the few days he was there 
ha- has such an impact on Sarah and said that they changed the outcome of that. Yep. Or, for all we know, technically nothing changes and he's still a horrible person. Well, she does say, so I would say two things to, to the effect that I think he's going to grow up to be a good person. Or at least not this Rainmaker killer. Uh, maybe three things. Um, one, she has the conversation, and this might have to do with uh, young uh, YJ's influence on her. But she has a con- she makes the statement that she f- believes that if she can love him and be a good mother to him, he will learn to control and not like lose control. So um, that's one reason I would say. Um, another reason I would say he probably grows up to be good is this isn't like a nihilistic dark movie, you know. So. So it would, if it were, if it were like Fight Club or 12 Monkeys or something, then no matter what YJ did and everything, Sid would still grow up to be bad. But this is not that kind of movie. So I suspect that Sid doesn't grow up to be evil. And then the third thing I would say is she's able to get through to him when he's like, at the end when he's got her and Bruce Willis floating, she gets through to Mommy Loves You and he like takes control and doesn't finish it. That's what I was going to say is that maybe... All this chaos, maybe both young and old Jonas sense combined with having the other, um, you know, um, Uncle Joey sent his yeah. goons to the farm. Maybe all of this actually deepened their relationship yeah. in a sense because he used to, oh, I mean, when you first meet Sid, she's not really my mom. Yeah. She's lying. When yeah. technically, yes, when you hear her from her point of view, she really is his mom, but he doesn't know that yet because... She pretty he pretty much gave him to her sister when she right. got to party because she wanted to go party and get drunk and high and wasted all the time right. and the parents were the ones who raised him right and then eventually she came back and tried to take charge of her own family again so but in a manner of speaking also um, he uh, makes her the whole situation makes Sid call her mom yeah. because the whole intent she knows that she. He sees her save him more than multiple times. And willing to sacrifice anything yeah. for him, which might change his overall point of view and bitterness that he, you know. And and we could also say that Bruce Willis actually achieves his goal of saving his wife because by going back and then YJ killing himself so that, Bru- so that OJ doesn't exist and changing things for Sid... Uh, OJ's wife survives. Sadly, in real life, OJ's wife did not survive. But in <laughs> also, how is Sid so smart? I, it might have to do with his DK powers. He might, yeah, he might have. Like, why he knows the multiplication facts when he's six? If he's six, he's also rewiring his toys and passing. My guess is that so he's I just can... so beyond. Yeah, like he knows, like bad men are coming, or don't do this, or like he he has basically the sense to have. Um, YJ go into that, like he walks downstairs super quietly when, um, the Gatman's there, doesn't yeah. get seen, walks through and then goes into the, um, uh, into the thing as if he knows in what direction the Gatman's gonna go. Right. And then has, uh, YJ like come in and then they hide. So, I think it probably has to do with his kind of TK powers. Not that he can see the future, but that he can get a sense of things. I do like the fact that I did like the ending. I do like the fact that young Joe realizes the only way he could, the way he thinks he could save people and save everything is just by killing himself. Which mm-hmm. I love that sacrifice. Which then also shows a change in character mm-hmm. in general because old Joe is so selfish that he's willing to sacri- to ruin everything right. for his, I mean, not self, but I mean like he's so bitter and wants revenge. But he blames young Joe for being selfish. Well, yes. and, and, and YJ is selfish because he gives up his friend's location in order to save his money. money. I'm reading an interesting article that says, in Looper, does Sid grow up to become Joe? Oh, I read that too. They have, they have relatively good explanation for why he might. They why? say, Bruce Willis never speaks of the so-called Rainmaker, only Jeff Daniels does. No, Jeff Daniels doesn't speak of the Rainmaker. Joe, young Joe refers to it in his over in his um, narration over uh, his buddy celebrating. Okay. Bruce Willis doesn't talk. about No, Bruce Willis. Okay. Not no, that's fine. I just knew that Jeff Daniels didn't. No, but it's it's more mm-hmm. about when they start seeing him all when they're all at the Looper Club and right. people are celebrating and them closing their loops. He says, "When we overlook the thirty years since Joe was killed by his Looper, what we see is Joe killing more and more and more people in various places." 
Rainmaker, question mark. The memory of uh, young Joe is of himself. He said he never met his mother, which Joe says he didn't. But he saw her, he like remembers her getting killed, but he never actually knew his mother. Um, and that he was left alone on a train. And when his mom died, he remembered that scenario exactly about what happened to him. You don't see the TK abilities as they said he controls it. That's why him or older Joe kills so many people throughout the movie so easily. Well, he does talk about his mom being addicted to drugs. The people who, and that he wanted to kill the man who got her hooked on drugs. He does say that. When he's talking but to... But so does young, young Joe, potentially. No, that's yeah. what I mean. Because you're... But uh, young Joe's, or Sid's mother, never gets hooked on drugs. And we've not hooked on drugs. No, but when, there's a point in the movie, I'm pretty sure, where Sid says, "I she's not my mom. Right. My mom died from something, I couldn't stop it, or something. No, she, he, yeah. thought, he thought, he thought, he um, thought Aunt Sarah killed his mom. He recalled... Oh, I don't remember. He recalls... No, I thought... The, no, the he, sense I got is... He okay, recalled according to Sid, According to Sid, his aunt is his mom. Yes. His his blood aunt is his... What he views as his mom, because that's who raised him. Yeah. My guess is Sid threw a tantrum and killed his aunt. That's... that's well, um, Sarah says that he fell off of the bookcase and, and... like Much like when he fell down the stairs and then he freaked out... She says that happened, and he exploded the bookcase, and it it killed his right. aunt. So I think when he says he or wasn't strong enough or couldn't stop, it means he didn't know how to, you know, control his powers. Right. Um. Let me see. That's that. interesting, though. Yeah, it is. Let me see. They say the one loophole is, um, how did young boy Sid live with his older versions without his older versions traveling further than thirty years back in time? Yeah. And the, I would also say that we see memory um, forming in Bruce Willis. Like, when a new memory, when a new thing happens to Joe, um, uh, to uh, young Joe, yeah. the memory forms in Bruce Willis's head, much like we saw with Butterfly it Effect. It doesn't really happen with potentially young, young Joe. Yeah, and he, he never, he doesn't have, and you got to think that, like, Bruce Willis would, or the, the character would remember himself as a child. But what is also true is every time he saw, every time he saw Sid, he seemed to have some kind of sympathy for him. Like, he was dead set on killing him because he's the Rainmaker, but when he went out and saw him, both of them were. But then when young Joe ran, went out and saw Sid in the field, he immediately, like, had compassion for him. So you could, there was some kind of... Some kind of interaction there. So I would say that I would say that if if Sid was if Joe is an older version of Sid, we would see him use his TK powers at least once. Oh, so subtly, we would see him use. Yes, he can control them, which means he can use them. So I would say that we would see him use them. What if we're supposed to believe or question or think that Sid is baby Joe? So BJ. We got BJ, YJ, and OJ. Uh, if if uh, if if Sid is is BJ, then we would see B, uh, uh, YJ and OJ at least use their telekinetic power a little bit. When when old when old Joe is being taken captive by these other people, he would use his powers. When he sees that his wife is behind him and they've got guns, he would stop them from shooting. He would have done something. To he would have used his power in such a way as to stop his wife from dying. So I would say I would say that Maybe. that um, uh, first, um, and then we still haven't talked about the kid. Not Sid, the, not Sid, but I mean, like the guy now, referred to as. Here's kid. what I wonder: you know, the dumb idiot Looper. Yeah, yeah, he was annoying. And <laughs> and while Bruce Willis might not actually talk about. May not, I thought he did say the name right, the, the Rainmaker. Because I thought I heard him... I remember the one guy said it, um, um, Paul Dano's older self. But then I thought also uh, Bruce Willis says it at some point, whether that's in the coffee shop or somewhere. But um, why would he be going back to kill this one kid if he was the Rainmaker? He, like he, he wouldn't go back to kill himself if he was the Rainmaker. And he wouldn't order his own... Kidnapping and death. If he was the Rainmaker, well, if the Rainmaker, she didn't know that was him. No, but if if the Rainmaker is 
Bruce Willis, why would Bruce Willis be trying order his own death? If the Rainmaker is ordering all these loopers killed to close the loops, if that's the Rainmaker doing it, why would Bruce Willis be one of the people who's getting killed? Hmm. I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense that he would order his own death. Unless he didn't know it was him. No, he, I don't know, I think no, he would have to know it's him, because it's the same timeline. Bruce Willis was living the same timeline as the Rainmaker. So Bruce Willis can't be the Rainmaker unless, and not know he's the Rainmaker. Unless that's why it's so important that you close your loop. Because if you don't close your loop, then you start getting multiple timelines in one and altering the future at the same time. But Bruce Willis, the there still can't be two versions of the same person in 30 years. That That can't happen. There can't be two versions of Bruce Willis, one with telekinetic powers who's killing people... And one who has no telekinetic powers, who is going to be killed? Unless you get two timelines going. Oh, this movie didn't posit two timelines. This movie didn't didn't put forth at all two timelines. Well, because, because the loops were always closed. So maybe that's why... No, because the future self comes back to the past, so there isn't a second timeline. Hang on. Crazy idea. It wasn't like they branched. A, a future self came back. No thought from this. Do we know... That Sid is actually the Rainmaker? Well, that was what I wondered, if the Rainmaker... Yeah, you don't necessarily know. Like, what if the Rainmaker is Sarah? Ooh, that'd be interesting. And she's pissed off and bitter because something happens to her kid. That's interesting. I'm just trying to throw out other yeah. ideas out there because I'm just like... I mean, that could the be. kid idea is... I always want to know when people write these movies. Are they trying? To, are they trying to have fun? Where they hope that people yeah. never figure it out? I think if you don't close your loop, you could have simultaneous timelines because you're going to grow thirty years, and then you're going to have to keep sending yourself back because that's what you did when you hadn't started a loop, and now you've got multiple selves, and you're mm-hmm. you're going to start having more and more okay. selves in the same timeline. But that but that's why they were so insistent on. Closing loops, but that wouldn't explain why Bruce. Let's say Bruce, for argument's sake, let's say Bruce Willis is the rainmaker. That wouldn't explain why he was trying to kill these other loopers. He should only be trying to kill himself, I guess. Because in the future, the other self, which he doesn't necessarily know, is him. Because now there's multiples of him, which is a different timeline of him, is the rainmaker, and he's wanting to go back to stop the rainmaker, who just so happens to be himself because he started this loop of himself. In different paths, but there's no. There would only so the way that the movie set up, the only other self that could be there is, so let's say Joseph Gordon-Levitt is thirty and Bruce Willis is sixty. There would only be two people. There would be Joseph Gordon-Levitt at you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt self, and then Bruce Willis self existing in the same time. But there wouldn't be a third self because they would just there wasn't a second timeline. It's just these two people. Now occupy the same time. It's not an endless loop. It's not an endless loop like, okay, well that didn't work, so now we send somebody else, now we have three of them, or now four of them. Um, it's, no, I, I, no, I think that was me, I think I, my uh, foot dragged on my chair. Oh. Um, but, but again, we don't see any telekinetic power from Bruce Willis or from Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And the time that I would say we would see Unless it... Unless they were too young to have had telekinetic powers when they were born. Because he was 70 years old, potentially, before TK became a thing. Yet, potentially, young, young Joe was born at a time when telekinetic powers were a thing. And maybe it happened because of all the looping back they did. I don't know. I think we've hung up enough on this. but Yeah, I think you're really trying to fit that <laughs> in. Because... <laughs> If you follow, he always would have that power. So Bruce Willis, the time that I would say Bruce would use the telekinetic power if he were Sid, were when his wife got murdered. He would when or when they broke in to take him, he would stop it. Yeah. So. I just, I mean, I don't think we're as we've learned. We are not going to find any movie that deals with time travel that doesn't have paradox because yeah, you have to have paradox. You have to because otherwise. It just doesn't. Work. I will say the, the the part where the paradox I feel like kicks in is with the rainmaker thing because the yeah. idea of sending a future self back in the past to be murdered by your young self actually doesn't really create a paradox because you still live your life till whatever age, then you get sent back where you you die. 
So it is a loop, but it's not a, a paradox because you still live your whole life. I feel like it'd be a building loop because you've got you've got let's say seven year old you uh-huh. send yourself back to meet forty year old you. So now you guys are living together. When forty year unless you're changing the future for your forty year old you, mm-hmm. but if you don't actually alter it, then he's going to send himself back to see his. 40-year-old him, which would have been 10-year-old him the first time you sent yourself back. That's not what this movie puts out. That's I don't think that's the idea. that the, If you're looking at what the movie, the information that the movie gives us, just, we don't see that many timelines. Yeah, it's just, it's just the one. They don't show, like, multiple timelines. But I can see potentially why it's called Looper, is once you start that process, uh-huh. it's just going to keep happening. Keep happening. Could be. Um, but that that wouldn't explain why no future versions of the child do, uh, don't display any telekinetic power because the power starts with the seven year with the six year old. That's where the power starts. Actually, the power unless starts it's, unless it's the third or fourth loop that starts getting that because you have no because because you're never sending a child back. You're only sending older cells back. So the child is always the constant. No matter what happens in the future, no matter who all gets sent back, the child is the child. The child's always the constant. Mm. Um, nobody gets sent back to mess with how the child's born. They don't send like a different dad back to impregnate. They're, they don't send themselves back to impregnate Sarah. None of that happens. The child is always the constant. Now, LJ's theory that Sarah's the rainmaker... The rainmaker. She could be throwing. I, like I said, I haven't, th- I haven't thought it no, out. But I she could to... be throwing everybody off. Here's how and I know the she's son, not. The son gets pissed and shell shocked, and she uses her powers to make it look like it's him. Oh, that would be that to make it look like it's him. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, look at the boy!" And it's her all along. Here's the thing. This is how I know. <laughs> she's a woman, <laughs> <laughs> but it could be her doing that. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously there's going to be paradox. That would be funny if she, like, if uh, after uh, uh, YJ's dead and OJ has disappeared, she's like, we got him good. And then she makes all this stuff happen. And Sid's just standing there, like, scared of his mom. Scared, exactly. Which, oh, no, that wouldn't be the... It, it could work either way, why she locked herself in a safe. Mm-hmm. Because if she locks herself in the safe, she can stop these things from happening. And it's the anger that gets her going. So when Sid got really angry, she didn't want to go off on him, so she locked herself in the safe. But then that would describe... That means that Sid is the one who controlled it, because Sid got so angry. No, anybody's anger around her gets her enraged. Oh. She starts using her powers more. Yeah. Because she she showed her powers. We never see that. We only see empathy, though, from her. She even showed that she had more powers than the normal telekinetic because she no. could levitate bigger things or hold other people oh. down. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe locking herself in the safe prevented her from lashing out when Sid was getting angry. Right. I don't know that other TKs couldn't hold people's stuff down. I don't know that her power was stronger. They, it might they, they just showed it more. The only other person we really see is Paul Dano's character. Yeah. And I could see, I could potentially him. see LJ's theory. Yeah. But, well, she could be the Rainmaker without being like a pow- having the power. Yeah. She doesn't have to have the power to be the Rainmaker. I really wanted... She could be the Rainmaker, but she sends Sid out to do all of the killing. Yeah. Um, She's the brains behind it, and he's the muscle. I... Yeah, that's, that is her army. Or she gives him the power. Mm-hmm. Um, no but she, we always see empathy on her face. We don't ever see, like, yeah. anger or frustration. I, well, I was going to say, um, the thing I wish they did in this movie, moving away from the whole Sid paradox... Mm-hmm. Rainmaker thing yeah. is I really wanted um, Uncle Joey. I want him to be the future self of um, the kid guy. The whatever. His, what was his, Sid? No, no. Oh, the kid. The kid. Oh, oh, uh, kid, no. blue. Blue, kid blue. Kid blue. Kid blue. Yeah, I want him to be the th- the future version of him. Just that idiot who's just twirling guns around everywhere, and, and all of a sudden he becomes really smart. Yeah. What if they were the Rainmaker together? Yeah. They, it was then their whole plan. What if... Ah. what? Okay. What if Jeff Daniels is the future version of him? Because Jeff Daniels dies first, right? At the hands of Bruce Willis. Yes. And then we move away from that. Kid Blue goes out and then he dies. What if there was a scene where they then went back to the, um, the site of Jeff Daniels' death and Jeff Daniels was gone? That would be interesting. Because when Kid Blue got killed, Jeff Daniels got erased. 
Oh, yeah, I would just want to sit, I just want Kid Blue to have something more than just being the idiot. Also, rather than having guy. to close all the loops, why didn't the why didn't they just go get rid of the time machine? Well, that's the thing. We still don't quite understand why they have to close the loops or why they wait thirty years. Like that. I mean, obviously, in time travel movies, they put things like that because otherwise, if you put too much, if you put too much just logic into certain things, it's like, well, why don't they just want to kill? I mean, obviously, they want to make the loopers a job, and the only way you're going to give them a job is if you promise them X amount of years right. of freedom. And where they don't have to work, they just get to make money and party and right. do whatever they want. But why close? I, know, I mean, why close? The Maybe loop? they're kind mob bosses, and they're like, you know what? Rather than you have to worry your whole life about when you're going to die, now you now you know when you've died. Yeah, they're I'm compassionate just, mob bosses. They're, like, they're going to do a bunch of killing for us, and rather than you just wonder, like why? You know. Why not? Why or, not just not kill loopers? Is like, it is it the mob boss that's killing the looper? Or is it the future, future Rain Man that's closing loops? No, they well, mean no, it. because they give him money, so they, the Rainmaker went through that. Yeah, and he does say that the mob does send you back. Yeah, they said that. It is that the Rainmaker came in and just started wiping and, and they started wiping a ton. Of, like all of a sudden, a lot of loopers were closing yeah. their loops. Yeah, it was more of the you know usually a scene. To me, the sense they try to describe is it went from being like a gig that you might have for X amount of years. And then you have 30 years to live off your money. Right. To all of a sudden, crud, we are all getting, you know, it, ha- it went from being something that happened once every, maybe a, a year, once a year, a looper, a new, a, a looper would close yeah. their loop and a new one would get, like, hired in. They would just sort of just go through the changes of, like, a normal staff, right. in a sense. And here, all of a sudden, they just start closing loops. That's what this, they made it seem I'm like. I'm surprised that the Rainmaker didn't, with as powerful as the Rainmaker is. He didn't just go back in time himself and then just kill all the loopers. But I think no matter what, there's going to be a paradox because it's time travel. And as we stated, though, if a movie's entertaining good enough, you're willing to... Not that you're going to excuse and you're not going to notice a paradox all the time, but you're going to, like... Not, it's not going to bother you as much. You're going to be like, eh. I I think here's how you would have got... We would have gotten away with it in this movie. uh, Avoid the paradox. If Bruce Willis gets sent back and manages to escape still but he gets sent back tied up thing mm-hmm. he manages to escape like Paul Dano's guy escapes and then the whole movie is just um YJ trying to track down OJ and kill him and it, there's none of this like oh this thing in the future is going to happen and I've got to stop it kind of thing that I think is how you would avoid uh, the paradox in this movie because again the person lives their life and then gets sent back where they die Versus like diverging like timelines. I uh, I honestly think the biggest thing is the fact that they made the Rainmaker the character who does this. It yeah. wasn't just like to me if they just got rid of that whole story arc of the Rainmaker uh-huh. in a sense, but got to the more of the, the idea that um Bruce Willis's character wanted to come back and just sort of fight against the mafia as a whole that. Eventually, you know, because eventually he cleaned up his act and liked his wife and didn't want all the, you know, regretted his past decisions because he wished that he was could stay married and live till they were ninety or whatever, and he and he just wanted to come back and change that because that's something that would have happened anyways right. is that they would try to eventually close this loop. Yeah. Like, so to me, that rather than making it some over evil type character, mm-hmm. I think that you could. Then also in the paradox, because no matter what, that would be something that was most likely going to be happening. Right. But when you base it off of one kid's experience, and no, I didn't mind. Right, I didn't mind there being a paradox. This is a great movie. Yeah, and I accept paradoxes and what have you. But I just like how old Jay really, really tries to convince young Jay that he's selfish. Yet old Jay is willing to kill two innocent children. So the three. Well. He's willing because so, there were three of them, so he's willing to I kill know, but, all three. But oh, gotcha. one of them's technically one of them, not right. Sorry, two innocent. So he's willing to kill up to two innocent children in order to save his wife and maybe even their moms along the way. Well, here's another thought. Okay, remember um, YJ is like, that's not my experience. That's not my life. So I don't want any part of it. You're going down. The same, Sid could make the same argument. That's not my life. I haven't lived that yet. I'm yeah. going to become Rainmaker. Uh, or I'm not going to become the Rainmaker. Yeah. I am you. Yeah. Right, it's one of those things where, I mean, that technically could be some, like I said, that could be the the one quote-unquote fix to it, is that 
By the way, Sid's name should have just been Hitler. Is that we never know if Sid was going to become Hitler slash Rainmaker or whatever, but or, by them or trying, YYJ. By, yeah, yeah. Why, why them trying to correct everything is what changed it to. It could just be one of those things where it was. It's not really supposed to be a quote unquote paradox because we don't know the real outcome. They let us leave it. I mean, he shoots himself and it's over. Yeah. Like. That that's just could be one of the many different outcomes of mm-hmm. this. I don't know. It's just it's a good movie overall. It's yeah, it's movie. entertaining. Yeah, the whole time I think it's cool. I think again I, that scene where they like get rid of Paul Dano's older self, where he's like walking, and then all of a sudden he loses the foot. I like yeah. the latter half a lot better. Okay, once you See, kick up on the farm. Yeah, once like it's a little. Which more is funny because when I was looking at reviews when, last time when I was watching it. I saw people who were like, I mean, the first half is great. The second half, when we get on a farm, how boring is that? And you like, know what's funny is... I was like, to me, that's where it gets more intriguing. That's <laughs> where it gets intriguing. And the first part, the storyline and what well, exactly happening is very... Well, what do you mean? The, the first 35 minutes is really them just trying to set up the world that the next hour is going to take place yeah. in. I mean, a lot, that's but a lot of what's going on and how the travel works and everything is a little fuzzy in the first half. Yeah. The this, second half to me, it's where it starts kind of getting clear. Here's what's going on. This movie's kind of like From Dust Till Dawn. Right? The first half of From Dust Till Dawn is like this bank robbery movie, and then the second half is like a vampire movie. Yes. It's like that. Like, we've got this, time trial, whatever, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, now we've got to save. Like, there's just a shift, like, in tone. Now, if the one sad thing about having not having Dave here... There's well, never a sad thing about that. Well, is the that one maybe sad thing. No, the, is that you know Dave would have actually had this whole like, well, technically. Dave, I'm, I'm sure has seen that. Dave has talked about the there's a, a deleted scene of, uh, of BJ, or sorry, of YJ and OJ talking in the diner about time travel. And I'm fairly confident Dave has seen it. If he hadn't seen it, he would have watched it. Right, and he also, yeah, and he would have had this whole. He probably also saw an alternate version of it. Where, 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 where actually Sid kills himself as a baby. Yeah. In, yes. in the womb. In the womb. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then gets raped in prison. Also, <laughs> why does uh, Emily Blunt live on the farm by herself, trying to defend her boy, yet she shoots people with salt gun? Because I don't think she really is going to kill anyone. He, she wasn't. That's what he says. He says, like, you're I'm, not, you're I'm you're afraid you're... of the gun, but not the person. It's when he threatens her son, essentially, or she thinks he's a threat to her son, that she shoots him. And she's willing to shoot him in the face. But I think it's one of the things where it's more of the oh, assault. Yeah, but I think she, I think she's just trying to be more of a threat and trying... She's protecting her son by keeping him away from society because he doesn't know how to control stuff yet and doesn't want to cause more... Right. And most people, especially like vagrants, if they see some woman with a shotgun pointed at them, or a man, whatever, but a person with a shotgun pointed at them, they're going to be like, okay, I'll be on my way. I'll go find the next farm that's going to... Yeah. I mean, technically, her son's a secret weapon that will kill anything if she needs him to. Yeah. I still think I'd load it with something that could kill him if I needed to. Yes. That was the one thing. If I'm... If I, it's fine to threaten them. Yeah. I'm going to threaten you with death, but if I actually need it for the purpose that I need it, oh, right. uh, shoot. Uh, yeah. reload with something I think, I think, I think that's kind of decisions they make when they're just trying to show that she is empathetic yeah. and that she is trying to just be a protective mother yeah. and caring. Like, and it's one of those things that they could add in there to show, yeah, this is just how she is. Um, what was I, I was going to say something. I, I, I did have a question, and that is how... It's about the tracking in this movie. Like, how did uh, 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 Jeff Coulier know that uh, YJ was at the farmhouse? Because, for whatever reason, that Gatman, he goes back. After he's left, he goes back the next day. And then YJ comes down the stairs, and he's like... And then the guy dies. So how did how does um, um, the tracking is confusing? But what I think I just realized they talk about how you can't kill anybody in the future because they're tracked so well. So maybe maybe they could already track maybe somewhat because well. we know that. Um, but then why couldn't they find when they were looking for OJ? 
they had to find him on security cameras. Because they just be able to pinpoint him? Not necessarily, because they may... I don't know what kind of tech... You're talking about a guy who's from 30 years in the future coming back. So who knows if they were able to track somebody like If the tech match up. That would make sense. But But we know that, like, um, he breaks his phone. Like, when he has to get away, when YJ has to get away, he breaks his phone, which would seem to be the way that they would track him. So, anyways, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Gap Man called her and was like, he's at this farmhouse. All I'm going to say is I do love when movies like this are made and they are original scripts and they are original ideas and it is just fun and entertaining and it's not just a remake of something or a, you know... I don't know. I just think it's always interesting when it's like, oh, it's just like they just decided to make a cool time travel movie. Um, speaking of original, like uh, Zack Snyder signed on to direct an original film for Netflix uh, called like Army of the Undead or something. And it, the description that was given was um, that this group of people goes to commit a heist in an area that's, you know... Resided by a bunch of zombies, which that's a cool original idea for a zombie movie, the heist film that takes place where there's a bunch of. I don't know how all right. right. I mean, but yes, it's great when there's original like ideas. Right. It's too bad that Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed this, would go on to ruin Star Wars. But anyways, because he directed Episode Eight, and people think that he ruined Star Wars. You know what ruined Star Wars? Money. If you want, it's don't blame special me. effects. Don't blame a person. Yeah. I mean, the Unless it's interesting, Lucas. Yeah, so as, yeah, if you want to name, but it, realistically, it's because Disney's like, man, we can make more money if we just keep releasing some of these movies. Mm-hmm. He pretty much, now they just have rights to keep making di- Star Wars movies all the time. And I don't, I am not as big on the hate, but you're going to have those nerds who are going to hate regardless yeah. of what movie yeah. it is. They are going to hate. Oh, they ruined it. It's like, yeah, you're right, because the only thing that is untouchable, because, because the first, the, the original trilogy is untouchable, unless that's all you're looking at, then you hate the fact that Ewoks even exist. Right. But, oh, now that they're amazing, all oh, the prequels are horrible. Right. Oh, gosh, well, now the original three are untouchable, and also now these new ones come out, it's like, well, no, I mean, it's one thing before. Yeah. And it's like, no matter what, people are going to be unhappy and bitter because they're angry nerds who live yeah. in their mom's basement. And you know what I bet? I would yes. bet you that... <laughs> I would bet you that even if somebody were to make the movie that they had in their heads, like, for instance, if this is what should have happened, they probably still would have been unhappy with it. Yes, because it's not going to make everyone's needs. I feel like the new Star Wars movies are fine. I honestly... Because which one did he do? He did eight? Yeah. I honestly... The most recent, like, actually. Honestly, one. other than the, un, the the pointless Chocobo casino racing scene or oh, whatever. Oh, sure. Um, that stuff was... On, I didn't hate that part, but that was the part where I was like, okay, I mean, you added in an extra 30 minutes into this movie that probably didn't need to exist, other than the fact that you have these characters that you're trying to build up for something. Did you see a solo yet? Yeah. Did you like it? Solo? Yeah. I thought solo was fine. I did not dislike it. I I haven't seen it yet. I I did not hate it as much as people... I I thought it was fine. It was cool. It was entertaining. I mean, I think it's just getting to the point more of fan service than... Which then super fans hate because, well, we don't want to be served. Right. But except we want to be served in these ways. Exactly. Um, But I think I hate when people, you know, you want to know what, then just don't convince enough people not to go pay and do all the Star Wars things. And then you know what, they'll start cutting, they'll start slowing things down, changing things up. That's what they did when Solo was considered a failure. Right. They slowed it down, they're like, okay, we're not going to release two movies a year, we're going to... Right, you start, you, start, you start doing stuff like that, and they'll start, you know, steering where it wants to go. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I haven't thought any of the newer ones have been ho- as horrible as some people try and make them out to be. Yeah, I think they're all entertaining. I like them better than anything that stars Hayden Christensen. Right. So because he's he himself is miserable. Yeah. Like not as a person. but at least he's great in Little Italy. Yeah. Uh. Well. Um, no, but he, uh, I mean, that, my whole issue with the trilogy, the prequels is the, 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 man, you go from Anakin, who's just a nice little sweet boy, to a really awkward teenage kid who eventually turns evil. Like, yeah. and you're like, okay, where was that development? Right. Um, 
But I don't know. I think people, eh, yeah. nerds are nerds. Yep. They're going to blame anything and everything for anything. You ruined my childhood. Yeah, it's like, eh, you're the ones who are now in charge. Yeah. Well, it's the same issue I get with when people hate, when the older generation hates all the millennials, and it's like, you're the one who made, made them. them. Like, it's the same thing I have to say to people who hate Indiana Jones 4. Well, there is a <laughs> Uh, no, uh, no, I always get that too. But like, oh, these millennials, all they do is like, you're the one who created the, the culture that this is their response to. Yeah. Like, like you can't blame one generation for a different generation thing. It's like, you gotta blame like, their parents. You have to blame their parents and you blame the culture they grew up in because that's, so if it's like, oh, they felt like nothing could happen, it's because, well, their parents didn't let any bullying happen at all, anywhere, yeah. ever. Everyone had to be treated the same and equally, so of course they're gonna come out as they get older, they're going to come out differently because their childhoods are different, yeah. which is going to change. I don't know. Yeah, it's everyone's fault. It's really a kind of a loop. If you it is. if you baby them and treat them like their little princesses and princesses, no matter what they do, then they're going to expect to be treated like that their whole life. Rip. And then exactly, you can do no wrong. We'll give you everything. We'll pay for everything. Well, yeah. guess what? When they're forty, I want everything paid for. Yeah, exactly. It's just anything else on Looper though. No, I'd just say watch it. It's good. I, it's I really good. good. I would say watch. it's a really good movie. It's entertaining. Yes, the the paradox is there, but it's as we say, as we say, if it's if it's a good enough movie, you don't really you you overlook some of them those paradoxes. When yeah. the movie's bad, is when you're like, all you can think is like, seriously, how does this make sense? Right. But, all right. All right. Sweet. Later. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Awesome Podcast. If you enjoy us, please tell a friend and read or review us on iTunes. This has been a Carry Around a Production.